Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. No days off. No days off. No days off. No days off. This is the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball. <laughs> with Andy Hart. All right, good to be with you. All right. This you microphone week. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. Oh, Hannibal. 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 Oh, Mr. On Along with our positional breakdowns, we got the linebackers up today, and you know we thought going into last week this might be a combined podcast with other positions, but. You, uh, you seem to like this group, and I kind of do too, and I think that it's also a position that the Patriots could target in round one, so we might as well get, it might as well get its own podcast. Yeah, I think there's a lot of reasons to talk linebackers um, and not bury it necessarily with the corners and the safeties and douche Sue. You know, you have a guy at the top of the draft in Isaiah Simmons who could – some people I've seen – fourth overall prospect. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the draft network. They have his number four overall. So you're talking about a true blue chipper. Um, and then you have sort of the, the Patriots sweet spot linebackers. I think there could be a lot of guys in play when they're on the clock at 23 or in that range. And then to me, it's a sneaky, sneaky deep position where there's going to be good players taken mid rounds that are probably going to be Impact. caliber, like centerpiece of your defense. I'm not saying Luke Keekley necessarily, but significantly better than a Landon Roberts. Yep. Somebody that, you know, like a I'm trying to think of an example, just a, a guy that you, you say, yeah, it's a hundred tackle guy. He's in the middle of the defense. He calls the signals. You feel good about him. He makes a few plays. Um, and, and I think there's a bunch of those guys available. So let, let's start with Simmons though. Let's start okay. with Simmons. 
because he's the top linebacker slash safety slash corner slash jack of all trades. Um, and I want to talk about him in particular because I'd be scared to death of him to some degree. Um, Take him? Yeah. Especially, I wouldn't like he's a good player. But if I take him at four, like you need to be, him to be a Pro Bowler, basically, right? He and I, I think we've talked a little bit about this. The idea that it's great that you're really versatile, but what is he going to do for his NFL team? And I was talking our friend Shime, Chris yep. Shime from the uh, Midday Show, who dabbles in some mock drafts and really likes draft and draft Nick type. I'm always hesitant. I was lower on Derwin James than a lot of people were, the Chargers safety, because he was sort of builds the jack of all trades. Um, Jabril Peppers from Michigan, jack of all trades. You know, he's a linebacker, he's a returner, he's a safety, he's a corner. I'm always hesitant. I, I like to sort of know what I'm going to get from a guy. If, and I know Simmons is really good. I just have this little – I wouldn't feel bad taking him, say, 17th or 20th. But when but you're in the you top think, 10, especially top five, you, you got to really know what you're getting. And you're right. Yeah. He doesn't, just, you know better than me, but to me, he doesn't have that one trait that's like, he's great at that. Like, it's correct. Great, it's great that you can play all these spots, but are you, do you excel at playing in the middle? Do you excel at rushing the passer? Do you excel at this? He doesn't seem to have that one thing. It's like, he does that damn good. Right. And he, I mean, he's a hundred tackle guy. So he makes plays. He's around the football. Ball, all American. I just, yeah, it's it, that comment that Bill once said if you have Reggie White, you play Reggie White. Or if you do one thing, you better do it really well. Well, I think the opposite is true. If you, you do a lot of things, you have to do all of them well. You can't do all of them at an average level and just say, no, I'm really versatile. Well, are you just kind of average at all of them? Or are you just right. just the guy? Just because I can move you around. Well, that's, a, um, that's fine to be have that player, but it's just not worthy of being a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. And I think he's being aided by the idea that he's a modern defender to answer modern offenses, like spread offenses and, you know, these H-backs and moving right. people around. He can do it all. Okay, maybe. Maybe he can. But I also think the higher you get – the harder it is to do that. I think there's a lot of people that do that at the high school level where yeah. you're the best player on your high school team. So sometimes you're playing safety. Sometimes you're playing pass rusher. Sometimes you're, you know what I mean? But you can't and do that the NFL. To, and then, right. You go to the next level and it's harder to do that. Now he's done that. He did that for Clemson. Can he go to the best level, the real top level or do his inefficiencies in all of those positions like, do they get taken advantage of? Does a Tom Brady see him and say, oh, he's lined up deep, he's playing safety? Well, he's not a real safety. I can go after him right now. Or, right. you know, oh, he's in the middle of the defense right now? Well, I'm checking to a run, and let's see if he can take on my guard. Right. So I like Isaiah Simmons, and maybe this is a me problem. Maybe I haven't sort of accepted what modern defense is and what modern football is, but I would be scared to death to take him top five, top six picks. Um, but he's, he's an athlete. And if you believe everybody, a lot of people think he is among the best overall players in the draft. So he's going to go high and then we'll find out in three years, he's either a modern pro bowl, jack of all trades, star athlete. Like, you know, when kids go to college now and they don't put a position on him, they just put athlete. Yes. Maybe he's a defensive athlete. Maybe that's what you're drafting or yeah, maybe that's a new NFL. Maybe he's, 
Jabril Peppers, and he's just not yeah. great at anything. Then you get into the next tier. I think it seems to be like the guys that the Patriots could potentially get at number 23, and it's probably just one of two, either Patrick Queen or Kenneth Murray. Do you see any other guys that they could well, target there? I would throw Bond in there, Zach Bond, as a – he's a D-end outside linebacker, off-the-ball type. But, yeah, I mean, those are the three that I think are in that 23 sweet spot. Murray, Queen, and Bond. Um, very different – who do you like best out of those three for the Patriots? For the Patriots, I would say either Murray or Bond, and maybe Bond. He kind of had a breakout last year, which scares me with him, 12 sacks. Um, the comparisons as sort of a Kyle Van Oy pass rusher, but also stand-up two-feet linebacker type. Um, I like – if you said who would I take, I think I would take Queen. I think he's the best player, but he's uh, – Six foot, 229, undersized linebacker. Um, like, I, I remember the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 51. Is that Atlanta 51? Yep. Um, I thought Deion Jones was phenomenal in that game. I thought he was all over the field. And to me, Queen is that kind of player, just a run around, athletic, um, again, modern player. Like, if you're going to have a linebacker that's going to have to cover James White, I'll take my chances with Patrick Queen. I think he is a very, very good player. But I don't know if he's a Patriot player. Feels like Bond and Murray are a little bit more Patriot, um, bigger. Like Murray's 241, so I know it's only, whatever, 12 pounds, but it matters. A linebacker, that's a difference. A 220-something linebacker as opposed to a 240. Um, and Bond as a pure, bigger linebacker, edge rusher. So if I had to pick one that they would pick, I think it might be Murray. I think Murray might be sort of there. Um, jack of all trades he's aggressive um he's pretty good in in the passing game but you know the things we all fixate on even though we probably shouldn't as much as we do but he's a captain um all american three-year starter for them so the the experience is there but it's also you're drafting a really good defensive player from a conference that's not really known for its defense i think that's an interesting aspect there that's you know i feel better if if Murray had the same resume in the SEC. I think I feel better about it. Right. Oh, it's a, it's a valid point. Different kind of conference. But, but um, I think all those guys – now, the, the other thing that is interesting is Queen, I think, could go higher. I've seen Murray all over the place. Bond, I definitely think, will be in play. But let's just say all three of them are available. Does that open up the opportunity for Bill to say, well, I kind of like all three. I'd like to add a linebacker. We – we lost Collins, we lost Vanoy, but I can trade back and one of them's still going to be there. And, you know, now I'm picking 28, 29, and I added a pick, whatever. So that's an interesting factor there uh, as well. Do you think linebacker is a, a position that they're heavily targeting with that first pick? Because obviously you just said it, it's a need. They lost Vanoy, Collins, and Roberts. And right now you only have Hightower, Bentley, John Simon, Chase Winovich. Like you don't really have much depth at that position. Yeah, I don't. I think Bill likes linebackers. I think he always has. I mean, obviously he coached Banks and Taylor and, you know, he had success with Brewski and Pfeiffer and McGinn. Like he's always had back in the day, he always had a ton of linebackers early in the two thousands. Yep. You know, we always talked about, I know on Patriots.com, the fact that it seemed like he loved when he had three guys for two spots almost and could rotate and keep guys right. fresh. And I can't envision him 
going into this, leaving this draft with less than a couple linebackers. I mean, they, a couple high too, not just guys you take in the sixth or seventh round. Yeah, I'm not talking about yeah six round pick who might play special teams. I'm talking about a linebacker he thinks at the least can rotate, can be a sort of a complementary, you know, Chase Winovich role from last year, where you're on the you're not starting, but you're going to expect to play some, right? right. Um, and and I think he needs to get a couple of those guys in this draft, and I think they are available. And now it'll all depend on the tackle position, the wide receiver position, the quarterbacks, how those, you know, if because everybody says there's four tackles, but then there's two others. Well, if for some reason six tackles go in the top 22, that sort of changes the landscape. And then right. the receiver position, you know, you're going to have Judy, probably Ruggs, but you know, I saw something today where nine first-round grades on receivers. If if all of a sudden, you know, six, receiver. seven receivers, yeah. yeah. Well, now you're saying, I'm sure that uh, Simmons will be gone, but now you have the best, next best linebacker, maybe the best pure, true linebacker that you can take. And, you know, I look back at the last time Bill had a really good draft was similar to this one. He needed linebackers in front seven bodies. He traded up for Chandler Jones. He traded up for Dante Hightower. So I definitely think defensive end, outside linebacker, linebacker, I've sort of zeroed in on that's probably going to be the pick. I went with Epinesa for one of them, who's, you know, sort of that undersized tackle end combo tweener 280 guy. Or it could be one of these guys, Murray, Queen, Vaughn, um, I think that's the most likely – it's sort of in my head that's increased over time as the most likely spot for them to target. And this doesn't seem like a spot that they trade out for because, like you said, it's more of a – it doesn't seem like it's a big needer across the league. It's more of a, a situation where you could get the value staying where you are or even trading back. So I don't think they trade out to get a linebacker. Like, I don't. Gonna, yep. Especially since – like I think Queen could be the riser because he's – a four five like speed yeah, base. Test better. He has the, the yeah. The so I could, I could see him going earlier, but then I think they're going to have their choice of like Epinesa and um, maybe Murray and and um, Bond. So yeah, I don't. Be, I think there'd be maybe one spot, two spots, but nothing of any significance. Who are some of the that you see after this next tier? Well. I, I tell you, the most interesting guy I found was Jordan Brooks, Texas Tech. Six foot, 240. Uh, flipping loved him. I was watching the tape, and um, as you know how I put together my big board, I start the whole process early on where I basically try to scour all, a bunch of different draft sites and their positional rankings, get a feel for, okay, these are the top guys, these are the next right. year. And when I did that, he ended up as like the 13th best linebacker listed, outside linebacker type, off-the-line linebacker type. And I'm watching this guy, and I'm like, why is he ranked so low? Now, all of a sudden, I've seen these little late whispers on Twitter. Could Jordan Brooks sneak into the first round as a linebacker? He is so fun to watch. He's a four-year oh, so starter. Are you trying to tout your, your scouting ability? I got the eye. It's right here. I got the eye. Um, I, I love him. He's you know a four-year player, captain. I think he led the team in tackles either all four years or three years. And then the big thing was this year, he – had like 20-something tackles for a loss, so became more than just a tackle machine. More of an impact, big play guy. Impact playmaker. Um, I'm looking at my notes now. If I remember correctly, I liked him in the passing game too. But like physical, athletic, ran a 4-5, 4-40, so certainly has the speed. 
um, is aggressive, shoots gaps, but not in a Brandon Spikes, I'm just looking to blow up a guard kind and of way. Roberts just, I'm going to go. No, like athletically shoots gaps to make plays on the back instead of, you know, these, the linebackers, they're sort of scraping, they're going to the outside, but then they see that hole. So instead of meeting the guy, you know, for a two yard gain, they cut the angle down and they take him down for a two yard loss. Yep. Um, he does that kind of stuff. And I, I like him. I, I would take him at the end of the first round. Like, I'm glad that I'm now seeing some buzz with him. Um, but then there's another guy who we've seen some – I don't know if they did a FaceTime. There were reports linking the Patriots to this Logan Wilson kid out of Wyoming. Yep. Um, a lot to – similar kind of player to Brooks. Uh, 6'2", 241, uh, I believe a three-time captain, three times 100 tackles, 10 interceptions, which for a linebacker is a lot of interceptions um, over his career. but. The obvious question with him is competition From level. Wyoming, you know? yeah. Right. Like, I, I think Brandon uh, Jordan Brooks, by the way, Jordan Brooks with a Y, which yeah. I kind of like. I don't know why. Um, I think he could come right in and play, contribute significantly. Uh, Logan Wilson, I think, is probably just because that position jump, more of that sweet spot we've talked about in the middle of the draft, you know, that third, fourth round range. Could pan have- out to be a big impact player, but you're not totally – mad or upset if it doesn't work out right if he I mean he'll be a special teamer there'll be no doubt in my mind he'll be on all your special teams as a rookie if he's healthy um and you'll bare minimum have that and he'll be a backup linebacker or whatever but I think the upside is a starting caliber or you know early downs caliber linebacker he's a little slower he was a four six three guy um but he looks like a patriot I've seen people write that too like you just looks sounds feels like a patriots type player unless he gets overvalued but you have a few of those guys where I think those are going to be, you know, like productive NFL players where you, you didn't necessarily take them in the first round. Um, another guy that is interesting, I'm trying to find him here because I had him under safety, but the uh, Chin kid, is it Chin? Jeremy Chin out of Southern Illinois. Who? Oh, yeah. I've seen him mock to the Patriots a couple of times. Um, the thing that they've been calling him is a poor man's isaiah simmons they're trying to sell him as the same type of he played mostly safety for some right. he's, he's list he's listed mostly as a safety but he doesn't right. play exactly like a true safety and in you know the patrick chung type world where the safety is sort of a linebacker that mold and we know bill has tried over the years to have a lot of different guys in that kind of tweener role between safety and linebacker he's actually steve atwater's uh nephew which i found very interesting it's a good little um, nugget if that if that were to come to if they were to select him no question. I believe Atwater's going into the Hall of Fame this year, right? Didn't he just get a lot? Oh, yep. Yes. You're freezing up here, but that's okay. Uh, yes. So, obviously, we had some technical difficulties, uh, but that will wrap up our linebacker talk. We will come back to you next week with – the, oh, are you back? You're, uh, I'm back. Oh, it says my internet connection is unstable. That's okay. Well, so am I. They were going <laughs> to, I was wrapping up the podcast. I thought I was going to come to an end, but Andy's back. So we'll continue the discussion. Continue. Well, I, I, I like Jeremy Chin. I'll wrap it up real quick on that. I like him. Um, competition level jump, but good size, good athleticism, good length, makes plays on the football. Uh, I don't see him as a as a linebacker. I see him as a safety who can play near the line, but is more athletic than that. Um, I don't totally discount the Isaiah Simmons comparisons. Now, I've seen him 
a little too high. I think I may have even seen one mock draft that had him in, at the end of the first round. I, no, I did too. Yes. Yeah, no thanks. Uh, I don't want that. Too many questions there. Uh, right. But if he's a late second or a third round pick, now I'm more interested. Versatile. We know Bill likes to take chances on second round defensive backs. Most of the time it doesn't pan out. Maybe one of these days it actually will. Maybe Chin's a guy that could do that. Um, but he's, he's an intriguing athlete. There's a lot of intriguing athletes uh, at the linebacker position and even at the safety position as we get into that next week. Um, you know, Am I'm looking I wrong at some- by saying after you doing going through this that they might be better off trading back from 23 to pick up an early round second and a later round pick to take a linebacker just because of the depth of the position? Um, they could. I just I, – I, I'm a little bit against that right now. I think they need good football players, and in general, better football players go higher in the draft. I know it's overly simplified because Hall of Fame players go in all rounds. But I want Bill, and I ranted about this on the radio today, maybe just Bill sitting by himself can stop thinking like Danny Ainge. He doesn't have to win every pick. He doesn't have to maximize the value and get a guy at 25 instead of 23. Bill, who do you like? Bill, who do you like? Who's on the board right now? Bill, I'm not going to ask you who you're drafting. If I would put it this way to Bill. When he's on the clock, if I could Zoom bomb him and join it, Bill, you're on the clock. I'm not asking you who you're drafting. Who's your favorite football player that's still available? Take him. And then when, when he says that, I'll say, the Patriots, take him. Like, right. just tell me. Like, don't think about, oh, I had him a half a grade point below something. It's, it's not good value at 23. This Patriots team needs athletes, needs playmakers, needs – football players and I still truly believe even though my Saturday radio co-host ranted all day about how Bill can't draft and he hasn't been able to draft the last six years and they suck blah blah I still believe if you put Bill in a room with 31 other GMs or talent evaluators and they all watch 100 football players I still think Bill can pick a good football player so I just want to pick a good football player I do not want him to trade down because the Jimmy Johnson trade value chart. He can pick up points and an extra right. pick. I think they need good football players. So no, I would actually like him to just stay put and pick a damn player trade up in the second, use those other extra picks yep. to trade into the second to get your tight end or whatever. But I have kind of zeroed in on take the best defensive player available at 23. All right. That wraps up linebackers. We'll come back to you early next week with the Defensive backs, safeties, and corners, another position the Patriots are targeting, especially the safety spot with that 23 pick. So we'll have that to come, then a general podcast leading into the draft next week. So lots of uh, content coming. You'll have lots of radio next week. If you uh, wanted to plan your nights next week, you can listen to Andy pretty much every night on the radio. Yep, you can Monday through Thursday every night, Friday during the day, Saturday during the day. If you like me, well, it's a good week for you. If you dislike me, well, it's a bad week for you. All right. Have a good rest of the weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Peace out. Have you heard of Nordic Knots? The Scandinavian rug company that has become the insider brand gracing some of the most beautiful homes around the world? With rug designs by some of the world's leading designers and a signature collection of wool and jute rugs in modern colors? But Nordic Knots is not just about great design. Their mission is to make quality rugs that last, with no compromises. Goodweave certified, handmade pieces woven in all natural materials. At NordicKnots.com, it's easy to find a rug that's just right. A curated collection in lots of colors and sizes to choose from. Even custom sizes are possible. So... 
Whether you're the type who loves the understated elegance of their luxury essentials or the bold statements from their top designer collaborations, you can't really go wrong. Oh, and don't tell anyone, but right now, you can get a free sample with the code INNERCIRCLE. NordicKnots.com. 